From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. So before the show, um, I was trying to write the intro in the living room, and my daughter enters enters the room, and she literally looks up, takes a couple of sniffs, and said, why does it smell like wood burning? (laughs) Don't have kids. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 237. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and with me as always is the man who always looks like he comes to the podcast straight after arm day, and never coincidentally makes it a leg day he is mike also known as mfg uh i used to be with the spartans but every day there was ab day (laughs) (laughs) all righty let's get on to that horror film and thriller where black people live till the end we gotta find a better name for it i like it the way it is it's an event so shocking the surgeon general of the united states has warned that it might cause heart damage all right so here we go dr miranda gray is a psychiatrist accused of murdering her husband in this ghost story mystery. So one more time. Dr. Miranda Gray is a psychiatrist accused of murdering her husband in this ghost story mystery. And don't forget, you need two parts. Who is the actor that portrayed the character I just mentioned? And what is the movie? I think I have one out of two. I think I have one out of two. Well, two out of three ain't bad, but I don't know what one out of two is. I guess just (laughs) half. Half. (laughs) It's okay being half right. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sounds like someone that was married. <laughs> I was see, and I avoided the married joke. I avoided the married joke. I said, no, I can't be a one-trick pony. So, but there you there you go, Mike. All right. <laughs> and our other illustrious host is the man who is in such good shape. So much so that now I'm the chubby one of the group. He is the slim and trim RT squared. Off the tech. I could actually use a trim right now. So my beard is wolf mode, right? You've been you've been needing a trim on that beard for a minute, bro. Listen. Looks like someone threw a mangy mutton and stuck to your face. <laughs> How'd you know that happened? <laughs> Crazy. So the other day, I woke up naked in a body of water. Whoa. whoa. Go on. <laughs> as, as I got up, I couldn't remember anything, not even my name or, or how I got there. I stumbled into a bar uh, where I met an interesting fellow. Uh, as time went on, I discovered that I knew everything there is to know, but I couldn't know who I was. I met a cop. I helped him solve some crimes, went on some adventures. And in one of the adventures, as I'm chasing a a criminal mastermind through a sewer, he climbs up a ladder. And as his mask falls off, I see it's my best friend. And at that moment, a thought occurred to me. Having a really cool, unique password sucks because you can never tell anyone how good it is. But I want to go back to this story exactly because relaying things as they went along, you woke up naked in, the, in, in a river. Yes. Yeah. Then you went into a bar and then you went on adventures with the police. But at no point did you put on pants. Nope. <laughs> so, so I'm just curious what this bar is that people are just like, yeah, you're naked. And I knew everything. <laughs> Except for how to get clothes. Well, but you know that story. I mean, I, that story, I jumped along. That story changes by how much he's swinging or swinging. <laughs> That's true too, I Depends guess. on how much attention you get or not. Get. How cold that river was, right? <laughs> Let's just say Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> wow. Okay, moving along. So today we'll be discussing an animated movie that takes a DC classic hero and puts him in a different time period. God, I can't imagine who that could be. They've but, never done that before. Yeah, I know, right? But. Is this alternate universe something that makes sense? So, for this episode, we'll be explaining the WB animation feature of Batman, The Doom That Came to Gotham. But first, look, I didn't write much for the intro for this segment, and if you ask Mike, he'll say, oh shit, good work. (laughs) Now I have to do the intro too. So here he is, Mike, and his quick news. And now, the quick news. Brought to you by MFG and Ralph and Cap. And that quick news intro was brought to you by Successful Women Accepting Gratitude. Uh, sorry, Accepting Greatness, my bad. Swag. Okay. <laughs> I thought swag was stuff we all get. 
<laughs> nah, no, nah, no. Nah, it's successful women accepting greatness. Yeah, and if it's, if it's women, they give you a headache. Oh, who said that? Shout, <laughs> oh. out, to, shout out to Lady Jane. I can't even press it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not only did we lose half our audience, somebody else is going to be sleeping alone. <laughs> <laughs> By the time this episode comes out, I'll be okay. I'll warn her about it. <laughs> so what you got there, Mike? All righty. Well, for those of you who enjoyed the animated series Arcane on Netflix and are awaiting season two. Yes. I have some unfortunate news. No, no. My, Mike, no, no. Mike, don't tell me that. All right. Mike, Settle don't. down. No, Mike. No. Settle oh, down. Mike. No, Netflix has not canceled the show. Oh, okay. According to Riot Games CEO Nicola Laurent, no one expected the first season to be so incredibly popular. Therefore, the production of season two did not begin right away. In other words, season two is coming, just not in 2023. I hope it gets here before winter does. Oh, goodness. No? Well, I'll say this. I know Sorry. that Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't watch I, I'm ignoring it because it felt like a dad joke. Um, I'll say this. I know that Mike put, I mean, not Mike, um, um, JP DeShong, shout out to JP, um, put me on to Arcane right after um, Comic-Con. Comic-Con, we were talking fantastic. about it. I watched it right away. And, and I watched some of it, and it was good. I got to finish it, but it looked really good, and it was interesting. Um, so I know he's not going to like this too much. Now, let me ask you, Ralph, is this a show that you liked? Yes. And this is why we can't have Ralph like any shows that we like. It wasn't canceled. It's just being delayed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that, so so was Titans. And guess what happened with that? That wasn't my fault. <laughs> According mm-hmm. to James Gunn, it wasn't his fault either. Now, Doom Patrol, that was my fault. Oh, damn. I still haven't watched The Walking last Dead one is your that. fault. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I manifested the shit out of that. I one. bet you did. <laughs> now, Arcane is fantastic. It really is. If you have not watched it, make sure you watch Arcane. We have not reviewed it yet because some people still haven't watched it all. Oh, goodness. Anyway. Anyway. And what else you got, Mike? Alrighty. Last but not least, if you were hoping for a Black Panther spinoff, you can stop. Uh, even before Denai Guerrero, um, Okoye, oh, sorry, Okoye was stripped of her title as General of Dora Malaji in Black Panther Wakanda Forever, there was serious talk of a Disney Plus series featuring the character. Unfortunately, talks did not move into development, as Kevin Feige was worried that the side series could take away from the cinematic experience of the franchise. Although a solo series is not completely off the table at some point in the future, for now, fans of Okoye will have to wait and see her in Black Panther 3. I remember that people were talking about that they were going to have a, a side series with Okoye, but I guess now they, they've kind of, you know, backed the truck up on that and, and just said, no, 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 we'll just... I mean, now, now let me ask you guys, do you think that some of these Disney, Disney Plus shows, when we have characters from movies, does it truly take away from the cinematic experience? Um... I mean, it really depends. I, so far, we don't. If you think about it, we don't have much that's I mean, well, well, from I mean, the movies that became a series. Like, I mean, Hawkeye's but, pro- one of the most probably the most prominent characters that like had like was <laughs> was starring in the MCU and then got his own series. Well, I'll say this: um, Wandavision. Wandavision. Well, that, WandaVision, well, that added to her story. I yeah. mean, that, that added to because um, otherwise they would have had to have addressed all of that in the movies. But the, but does it take away from the experience, or do it feel like like you're saying it's supplemental, which I think can help? I think it's supplemental. But like for instance, um, I mean. Uh, despite all that he's gone through, I mean, it's which is if you have not watched any interview or read any view of what uh, Jeremy Renner went through and is still going through, it's heartbreaking and just remarkable. But anyhow, um, after his accident, but anyhow, um, but his feels like a side story. So like 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 his like a if if he ends up back in the Avengers or makes an appearance, it's unimportant what he did. Yeah, but, you know. But Wandavision was very important. It was integral to the character um, and also to future movies right uh, you know so that was but hawkeye no okay kind of everything ralphie real quick before we step off of quick news how do you feel about um using characters from the movies to be in a tv show do you feel like these tv shows complement or like you know add more or do you feel like like kevin feige does which is hey look it takes away from the cinematic experience and and leaving that character just for the movie no, I think it's cool to have them in the TV shows. It also, because the TV shows help expand the story and, and give you more, you know, and, and also you could take the story different places that the movie doesn't have time to, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. I mean, I think like, but things like, uh, I think Okoye, the, the danger is if she was to stay in Wakanda, for instance, even if she doesn't get her title back as, as the, uh, the the general of it. Dormelage? Yeah, but it's just that if she doesn't get that title back, even if she did, it's it's such a she would be such a heroic character that you'd be like, well, 
why do they need Black Panther? Like, you know what I mean? Right. That, to me, would be where the danger of a character like hers would be on a side story. You would just be like, well, what is she, why do they even need Black Panther? Because she's obviously super capable. Okay. You know? And that's in my opinion. You know? Yeah, I, I, I feel both ways about it. But real quick, I'll just say that when it comes to this kind of stuff, I feel like the fear is um, if you're trying to get the random Joe Schmo to watch the movie, they're going to feel like, well, I didn't watch the show, so right. I can't. I, I, it's not as inclusive. Right. And now I have to watch the show. It's one of the reasons that, that, that I know that Star Trek, when they, when they were using Kirk and all those guys, a lot of people stood away from those movies. They're like, well, I have to know this universe and I have to know this stuff going into the movie. Right. Where these movies are just, you walk in, you, they kind of explain it right there and you're good. Right. No, that's true. That's very, very true. Yeah. So that's all your quick news? That is it. All right. Let's throw the challenge of black people who just won't die in horror films. Yeah. See, that sounds better. See yeah. that, Ralph? But just give me some time. It's not, it's just not right, though. So <laughs> going back to the horror films and thrillers where black people live till the end. Doesn't sound right. <laughs> um, here's a reminder, and then we're going to get some good guesswork going in. Mm-hmm. All righty. Dr. Miranda Gray is a psychiatrist accused of murdering her husband in this ghost story mystery. And what's funny is I had the actor slash actress in my head. We call them a, actors. And it, well, some people still call use it. I know. So. I still do every now and yeah. then. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I didn't know the film name until right now. It's Halle Berry and Gothica. Ralph? That doesn't even sound right. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> wow. And he had to throw out the F-bomb on right? that, Right? You know, usually I'm the one who's dropping F-bombs. I know. Yeah, he's angry. Just an oh. angry man. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. But I have to say that your choice of Halle Berry and Gothica is absolutely the most incorrect thing I've heard that was correct. Yes, I knew it. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. I didn't see it either. I, I saw no. I saw it on HBO. It was on, and I remember the commercials for it because. It, no, did it look more interesting than the movie? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I was like, okay, it's kind of a horror film, whatever. And I believe right. Penelope Cruz was the, was the spirit in it, or like yes, I believe so. And who was the uh, the male lead? Oh, see that? Okay, come on, I no, got it right. No, no, no. I mean, if you could remember Penelope Cruz in today's day and age, we just got finished talking about the MCU. Who was the male lead? I don't know. Robert Downey Jr. No way. <laughs> Holy smokes. I forgot about that. All right. Five seconds. What is Gothica about? He just I, I said just it. literally told you what it was. You, you sure? Miranda, Dr. Miranda Gray is a psychiatrist accused of murdering her husband in this ghost story mystery. She's a psychiatrist in like this institute. Um, she wakes up after some accident or something like that and is accused of having murdered her husband. And she's claiming her innocence. And meanwhile, there's also some ghost that seems to be haunting her. Right. And we don't know if that's in her mind or if there really is a ghost. And also who did actually kill her husband if it was not her. Follow-up question. Yes. Is it a ghost? Did she kill her husband? That would be spoiling the movie for or the yeah. billions of people that listen in right now. What year was this movie? 2003. Exactly. <laughs> it's already been spoiled. It's just the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Troy, shout out to Troy. We were talking about that. Like You think about certain years and you're saying, hey, it's 2014. Oh, that's around the corner. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, that's 11 years ago. Well, let's just put it this way. Next year, we'll be selling, uh, celebrating the quarter of a century of The Matrix. Okay, I'm moving along. Yeah. <laughs> quarter of a century. Oh, my God. 99, wow. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Wow. Ralph, before we move on, any quick news for you? Um, what's quick news? Uh, exactly. Okay, there we go. <laughs> but, but, but when I don't ask him, he gets offended. Oh, yeah. Damn right. Yeah. Oh. Sometimes he gets just... offended. He doesn't remember why. <laughs> you, you just want to be asked, you know? You want to feel included. That's true. Fine. Okay. So I'll, when I have a party, I'll, I'll invite you. And you're like, I'm not going, but I'm glad you invited me. Exactly. All right. Which All also right. tells you the next time he invites you to a party he's having, he doesn't really want you to come. He's assuming you're going to say no. So Reading between the lines is what you do well, Mike. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I know. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's get into it. Let's get into the, um, the discussion of the WB animation feature, Batman. The Doom That Came to Gotham. And with a synopsis is a guy who I'm pretty sure was interested at first by this movie but fell asleep halfway. Mike, also known as MFG. That's just a guess. I never fall asleep in the movie halfway. Uh, (laughs) Are you trying to say something? You trying to say something there, MFG? I don't think you make it halfway. (laughs) (laughs) I barely make it through the intro. It all depends on how how fast you suck down that that blue raspberry slurpee or whatever it is. Icy. Hey, shout, shout out to Icy. I love that. <laughs> All righty. Batman, the doom that came to Gotham is a straight to DVD animated feature released on March 28th of 2023. The animated movie was directed by Christopher Berkeley and Sam Liu. The film is based on the three issue miniseries by Mike Mignola from 2015. 
Batman The Doom That Came to Gotham has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 82% with an audience of 60% and an IMDb weighted average of 60 out of 100. Hmm. Yeah, that's always an interesting thing. Yeah. All righty, quick synopsis. It's the 1920s, and Bruce Wayne proves that no matter the Elseworld adventure, he should never be allowed to raise children. (laughs) (laughs) Taking two teenagers and a tweenager and his faithful butler to the frozen dangers of the South Pole, Bruce discovers Oswald Cobblepot's dead crew, mutated penguins, and a Lovecraftian horror from another dimension. Realizing his birth city is in danger from a demonic cult, Bruce returns to Gotham City after a 20-year hiatus. From Wayne Manor to bookstores to underground labyrinths, the city is instantly under attack by cults, gin, and the worst STI ever, as Harvey Dent. Uh, With two dead teenagers that no longer hold him back, Batman embraces the mysticism that created Gotham and his alter ego. All righty. Sit down. This is a long list of people. Starring David Dontoli as Bruce Wayne Batman, Tati Gabrielle as Kylie Kane, Christopher Gorham as Oliver Queen, John DiMaggio as James Gordon. Patrick Fabian as Harvey Dent, Brian George as Alfred Pennyworth, Jason Marsden as Dick Grayson, Karen Brar as Sanjay Todd, uh, David Dasmakian as Grendon, Navid Nakaban as Rachel Gould, Emily O'Brien as Talia Al Gould, Tim Russ as Lucius Fox, Matthew Waterson as Jason Blood, Jeffrey Coombs as Kirk Langstrom, William Salyers as Oswald Copperpot, Gideon uh, Adlon as Barbara Gordon, and Poison Ivy, and Darren DePaul as Thomas Wayne. All right, so let's get into it. Batman, the doom that came to Gotham. But before we even say anything bad or good about it, let's press that spoiler button. Button, Wow, (laughs) we paid so much money for. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. And that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis. Of Stush Productions. I am the Stush. Stush. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure Danny Elfman loved that rendition. <laughs> By the way, when I do, do the intro. He's probably going to sue us tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, ho- hopefully it comes in song. Da-da-da-da. You're sued. But you, do you know the best part, though, about if we got sued by Danny Elfman? That means he listens to our podcast. Yes. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm so happy to be getting a cease and desist warning. <laughs> I would take it to court just to meet him. Yeah, seriously. Wow. I'm fighting this until I get an autograph. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this question. Um, so I am hit, I feel like hit, um, period pieces are here and there. I always mm-hmm. feel like sometimes they're really done well. Sometimes they really, um, they really kind of like, okay, you guys are doing too much. You guys, you know, it doesn't even seem believable. How were you once you heard this is a period piece? And I know Mike Mignola is based off the Mignola piece that he right. did in 2014. But, I mean, how did you guys feel about, you know, this piece once you heard, oh, it's 1920s Batman. Were you excited or not? I, I wasn't excited when I heard they had an animated Batman. Wow. <laughs> I, they're just getting so run in the mill. Um, but I, I don't mind uh, Elseworld Batman set in other time periods. It doesn't bother me. I'll get to what bothers me eventually, but that did not bother me. Okay. I, I thought, like, wait a sec, is this a sequel to... Uh, Batman, Gas- uh, Gotham by Gaslight? Yeah, I was like... No. I was like, oh, okay, no, it's not. Oh, but, you know, interesting. I, I see the comic has got good reception, but uh, all right, let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 what what's his name? Jo- John Blank from Mars. What was his name? Ooh, oh, John Carter? John Carter from oh. Mars. That, that was a good book, too, and look how that movie turned out. Yeah, yeah, look how that turned out. John Carter of Mars. Whatever. You. No, no, get it right. Edward Rice Burroughs would rise from his grave and slap you in the face and say, Then get he should have right. rose from the grave when they made, made that freaking horrible-ass movie. Right. Fun fact. Had that movie done really well... I heard franchising, right? It, they wouldn't have the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we have now because they would have done a John Carter-verse. I can believe it. I mean, it, it, it's... I've read at some of the comic book adaptations or just their pl- flat-out um, you know, add-ons at this point, um, and they're good. Yes. You know, I mean, it's they, they just really botched that. But also, it's, it's going on like, what, 15, 20 years at this point? Just get over it. Make another movie. Yeah. Just don't make that one again. <laughs> just, just, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the franchise. You just They just had a bad start. <laughs> I mean, it's already in the public domain. Anybody could do it. Well, well, thank goodness they didn't do it. I'm glad we got the MCU. Right. Anyway, on to this, on to this story. Um, so now you've got, at I mean, the beginning of the story, you see... Um, um, you see Bruce Wayne, like Mike mentioned in the in the synopsis, you know, showing up in an in Antarctica, 
And he's with. I think it's just in the South Pole, right? Or is he in Antarctica? I think it's in Antarctica. I don't, I don't think it matters. They say, I think they it's cold. Point, they okay, say it's cold. cold. It's, it's cold. cold. Well, it's cold evidently to they everybody. That, it's so cold that they just need like a little scarf around their mouth and a, and a light parka with fur on it to keep warm, evidently. <laughs> it's a <laughs> summer jacket. Meanwhile, penguins <laughs> walking around butt naked. Oh my God. I feel so bad for those penguins. I was like, <laughs> what's going on here? And then, and you know what's funny? It's supposed to have this elseworldly. Um, mystic creation. What's well, Lovecraft? It, I mean, the whole thing is based off of Lovecraft. But it, but it looked like herpes on his freaking oh, well, side. Oh, that, oh, yeah, that thing. That, I told you there were just STDs all over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was going on, but that's what happens when you have sex with penguins. <laughs> so I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and, and so the, um, Bruce Wayne's three people were is supposed to be Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, and it's supposed to be I think Cassandra Cain. Correct, because it's Kay, Ky- Kylie. Yeah, but th- that part's not working. It's Kane is her last name. Yeah, the Kylie part. I thought at first that that was supposed to be Selena Kyle. That's uh, what I thought, yeah. which was just disturbing me to no end that that, because that we know been... who Selena Kyle is. Right. And even though this is an Elseworld, that just got all kind of weird. That all that got very Woody, Woody Allen. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. It got really Woody Allen. But no, that was Cassandra Kane, who I guess could speak suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... You know what's funny? I'll be honest with you. I saw the movie twice. So did I, unfortunately. And I can't remember, like, I can't remember pieces. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have things written down, but I can remember chunks. Like, the beginning was kind of memorable because they find a penguin and then they follow him, which, why, once again, if these are other, other settlers or other people that are looking, I'm like, okay, I'm turning around. Let's go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why, why they felt the need to, 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 to follow Cobblepot. I'm like, okay, he doesn't look well. All right, he's good by himself. Let's, let's right. let him go. I mean, he's doing all right. He's got <laughs> friends. He's chilling. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did this movie suffer from bad pacing as well? Well, I mean, it suffered from a lot of things. Bad pacing is one of them. Well, you know what? You know Because sometimes we go beat by beat on talking about the story, and sometimes we just talk about what we liked and what we didn't like. Right. I think in this term, I'm going to go for what we didn't like and what do we like about the film, because there's a lot more dislike than I think than, than like, even though you said there's an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. from the audience? No, no, from the critics. What the fuck? The audience was like, <laughs> we're not very happy. <laughs> that's Warner Brothers money for you. Yeah, that's something. With the, I think sometimes these critics too i think when they see certain things they see it in a different light they're like oh it's good and i'm like are you just knee-jerk reacting without watching or are you watching very biased i don't know which but it doesn't deserve an 80 percent. let's just put it that way <laughs> which light is that the light of pure darkness that emanates from Warner Brothers studio <laughs> i don't know what it is so then let me reverse and i apologize let me reset what do we like about this film because i feel like that'll be short oh i mean i can go uh it's it's <laughs> an, their attempt at um pseudo um Pseudo repeating uh, um, Mike Magnola's type of artwork was good. I really liked the artwork. It was just slightly off of their normal look, and I really enjoyed. It. I loved the 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 um, the dark and kind of depressing color palettes that they chose. I really I loved all of that. I, I thought um, some of the action scenes were okay, but they were they still felt very choppy and there wasn't a lot going on. But but just the overall look of it, I did love the look of it. Okay, one hundred percent. Profit. I love the Etrigan. His rhyming is just unstoppable, man. I'm telling you, I tell him all the so time. Blocky though, like I, I, I tell him all the time. I'm like, yo, yo, E, you gotta go into the booth and spit some rhymes. You're gonna <laughs> just hit a single right off. Yeah, but every time he makes vi- every time he makes vinyl, it melts. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so that's the only thing we like, gentlemen. So we didn't like the clever like renaming of some of the characters. Like- no, I no no ah. not not even a little bit. I it it. It was disturbing because you're. We know who these characters are. We know that you're avoiding calling them these characters for no reason, um, you know. And not all of them. I mean, Dick Grayson was Dick Grayson. Right. So, and and it wasn't Jason Todd T O D D. It was Sanjay Todd T O T A W D E. Yeah. Which makes no sense. Uh, Kylie Kane. Like, why? Why did you change some people, not others? And then you try to hide who they are. But then you use people. Who have a backstory. I'm not saying it has to be the same backstory. That's fine. But you did nothing with them. So it's that my biggest gripe, and I have other gripes to to, to get into, but my biggest gripe is the fact that it was unnecessary. First of all, this didn't even have to be a Batman story. But fine, you're selling it as a Batman story. It should have just been a Batman solo feature with none. Repeat again. Not one familiar Batman character besides Alfred and maybe the commissioner because you need the police force needed to be involved. 
that needed to be involved. That was it. You know, like th- this whole obsession with, oh, we've got to put all the, the rogues gallery in there and, oh, we're going to reimagine all these. It was, it, it felt just like what it was forced and a waste of my time and a waste of the property of the characters. It did nothing. And what's funny is in the beginning, I was kind of interested. I was kind of excited, but I mean, like you said, a lot of those uh, a lot of those character introductions were unnecessary. Yeah. Maybe it's to to show, hey, this is the Gotham of 1920 because you recognize that person and yeah. you know who that person is, yeah. and we're gonna kill them off and they're gonna do nothing. <laughs> right. Th- I agree, Ralph. What about you? What was the question? Well, I've, I I started with what did you like, and then when I when um you guys only said one thing, maybe half of a thing, I had I had shifted to wait. So you didn't like the renaming of the characters? They're kind of you know. Giving them different, you know, um, ethnicities or yeah. So the, the, I I thought it was very weird that you know the Jason Todd. I was like, well, Sanjay Todd. I'm like, okay, that that just seems weird. Okay, but I, I see what they're going. That's your Jason Todd character. Um, I didn't like the fact that they killed Dick Grayson so quickly. You know, that was horrible. I was waiting for you to say that. And it was such a horrible death that they couldn't even show it, apparently. Oh, yeah. I was just like, they had no problem showing a dead um, Sanjay Todd. But I'm like, did you just not know how to draw Dick Grayson dead? I mean, because he not only died off screen, you still never saw his hand. Like, for all I know, he could just had a head cramp. Yeah. (laughs) Like, all you saw was his one hand. He's just laying there like, oh. My hand. Yeah, I mean, I I thought they walked in and it was like, oh, my God, he's got a cramp. You know, and that was just the whole thing. But, uh, yeah. It's just annoying. I mean, it, it, there was no reason that he had any wards or whatever you want to call his collection of family. Because because by the time we get into the timing of everything, nothing makes sense in that movie. Yeah. Nothing. You know. And, it, and then, yeah, uh, so that I didn't like. The I'm assuming that was Killer Croc, right? Yeah. All the, all the usuals are in there. There's no surprises. I'm like, okay, so... Killer Croc just pops out of nowhere. Who's the other flame uh, demon? Well, she named him. I mean, I, I don't think that's anyone specifically from Batman's thing. I think that was just some demon. And then also Etrigan's pretty powerful, but apparently he couldn't defeat. Uh, he, he he wasn't powerful enough to be prevented from being bottled up inside of a gin bottle. Yeah, but we'll get to Etrigan towards the end because that also... I mean, none of this movie makes a lot of sense to it. Ra's al Ghul, I saw that one coming. And then also Talia Al Ghul, I'm like, you mean Rachel uh, Rachel Jafar? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, sure, yeah, uh huh. And then Squid Monster, yep, that's Cthulhu. Okay, yeah, right. I was about to say that's that's, that's Orwell. That's a classic. Yeah. By, by the time you got Orwellian stuff, you were just going to get with tentacle monsters. I mean, the Japanese must love him. <laughs> and, and, and some then, Americans. But I, I honestly wish they had drawn him better though, because there are better renditions of Cthulhu yeah. that would have worked. Well, he um, wasn't Cthulhu, though. He was uh, Eog Sloth. Well, he's... <laughs> That's Cthulhu. That was his name. No, I'm just saying that was his name. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, now, um, as um, Wayne comes back to um, Gotham City, bringing... bringing um, that was the other stupid shit. Yeah. Like, you brought... The Doom, you brought yes. the Doom. Yeah, no, literally... You brought it. Right. It's not... It shouldn't be Batman, um, colon... The doom that came to, to Gotham. It should be Batman um, is the doom that came to Gotham. <laughs> you know, everything could have been prevented had he left that guy in the Antarctic, just freezing his ass off. Yeah, you know he he deep throated a little bit of Cthulhu, as as we all have it once in a while. Right. Admit it, college. <laughs> you, left, <laughs> you left him. You leave him over there. There's no key. Yeah, no key, no door, no nothing happens. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Oh yeah, no, he is the he's responsible for every bad thing, and then resolves it. He's literally the Homer Simpson of Gotham. <laughs> you <don't. laughs> you created the problem and then resolved it, and then expect us to worship you. Yeah. Um, no, I mean like this the timing of this because I mean it is in from the original material and everything. It is set in the twenties. Mm-hmm. Even if you want to be kind and just say the twenties, it's nineteen twenty nine, which is the last year it could be. They said that he has been gone for 20 years. They say he left in 1909, right? Oh, well, he, he left right after his parents were killed in 2000, I mean, in 1908. Oh, oh, eight. Oh, eight. So, okay, so that's just 21 years. So he's, what, maybe, I'll push 10. I don't even think he's that old when his parents died. Um, at least the drawing, 8 to 10. But let's just call it 10. So he's 31. He, he has adopted Dick 10 years ago, Dick says. So I'm like... You, you're just some 21, 20, 21 year old that just adopts a kid, you know, and has no home. 
And then evidently somewhere between that and, and two years ago, you adopted a second kid because they didn't, Sanjay was so, he was such a throwaway character. They gave him no backstory. They didn't, he, he wasn't even like, and I've been with you. We don't care how long you've been with me. <laughs> like, like, He's you know, Jan Brady. Right. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and then like, you know, Kylie two years ago. And I'm like, well, I, I don't understand any of this. And also like, when were you, when were you ever Batman? Yes. <laughs> That was the other question, because apparently he has a suit already made. And a cave. And a cave, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm like, so what's going on? When were you Batman? You've been traveling all around the world. You haven't been back to Gotham, so you don't give a damn about Gotham. I don't care to hear about how, you know, you've got to protect him, which he lays it all on this freaking 10-year-old girl at the end of the movie, which I'm just jumping there. Like, I'm, I'm going to die, so, uh, you know, it's yeah, okay. you got to look after Gotham. I'm like, she's 10 years old. And none of these people, because none of them show any fighting skill. I mean, you know, Batman's not doing his normal stuff, but they're not doing any fighting skill. Right. So she's not been trained in diddly squat. <laughs> like, she probably knows where the proper forks and spoons go. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, so back to getting to Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> so so he shows up to Gotham. I mean, you know, he brings the body back. And, and you know, they. Um, at some point, he talks with his old friend, Ollie Queen. Yeah. How do we feel about, about Ollie Queen's, you know... Um, you know, his, his portrayal as the, the, the drunken millionaire, which you always think, you know, at the, 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 the gaunt, like he had some weird illness going on, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's the guilt that's eating him up. I guess it the, is. The, the guilt that apparently Bruce had absolved him of years beforehand. He's like, yeah, I know your dad killed my dad and my mom, but it's all right. Yeah, but Bruce didn't know that. No, he didn't know that until one of his flashbacks, one of right. his many flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was... It's funny because I'm like, wow, they always do Oliver Queen so dirty. Oh, God, yeah. yeah somebody <laughs> like, hates somebody named Oliver in that world. Dark Knight Returns, he's got no arm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here he, he's, 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 looking, he's looking shitty and is an alcoholic and, and his father killed, you know, the Wayne family. Spoilers. Right. And apparently he's an avid hunter with a scar across just one eye. Yeah, but, you know, that's always shows how tough you are. That's right. You know. and, and from then on, Mike... And Ralph, blur. Yeah, well, it, it like it's like because it feels like I know parts. Like we know that you know, um, Two Face. I mean, Harvey Dent shows up to um, um, Oliver Queen's you right. know house and he introduces himself. So we know he's in the world now. Right. You know. So I remember that. Well, and we saw the dead body of um, of uh, Langstrom. So oh, that's right. who was the Bat Man of Crime Alley? Remember they called him that. Right. Which I didn't even understand i mean i i know he was obsessed with with bats but apparently he was studying bats. right but in crime alley it was just like it, it was just an unnecessary reference so we knew that he existed um yeah it's just because the blur that you're talking about to me is just because they kept trying to force feed us every damn villain rapid fire they were all somehow mystically or whatever enchanted or like i didn't even recognize poison ivy no i mean yeah you just had to know who it was i mean well you know because they don't even know they they almost then in fact none of them have names yeah. Right. yeah, like none of our names. You none just have to know who they are. Right. Because yeah. Crocodile didn't have a name. I know Poison Ivy didn't have a name, but I recognize her because that's how, you know, she messed around with um. With and also, Harvey. Harvey does go, they say it's Poison Ivy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just for the people that were like, I don't get what the hell happened. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because at that point, you know, you just knew that she was this redheaded woman, you know, but you didn't know, you know. Yeah, no, there was just so much and so much crap going on in there. So we're getting to the story that Batman doesn't believe in anything mystical at this point, but yet he's he's just brought back a person that's completely dead and living. He's brought back to Gotham because that's what you do yep. when you when you are told the reason he's going back is because Gotham is going to be under attack by some cult that believes in these things. And I'm like, so you brought it. OK, yep. uh, you know, might as well. Yeah. You know, um, so he goes from that to, of course, instant, but not instant believer, but instant. Um, I can use science to break this down. I'm like, it doesn't matter if you use science to stop magic. It doesn't stop it from being magic. <laughs> like, like, you know, when he kills Killer Croc. But he's like, she's like, what magic did you use to kill him? He's like, it was, well, it was chlorine. It was just concentrated chlorine. I'm like, and? <laughs> you know, uh, across just two pieces of wood and it stops a vampire. What's your point? <laughs> you know? I, I, I was also thinking, you know, with, with the dead body there and he's alive and he's kind of like turning the room cold. Mm -hmm. I was like, is this Mr. Freeze? Yep. Yeah, that was Mr. Freeze. You know what I mean? They, they put, and I love they were like. They call yeah, him Zero. Yeah. But they're, we're, we, we, we're trying to keep him cold. Um, Dick will figure out how to do that. I'm like, he just put him in an old diving suit. Like, I don't know, which seems hot and heavy to me. I don't know how he was cold, but, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and that killed Sanjay right mm -hmm. away. And then soon after that, Dick died off screen 
And I'm like, what? I was angry when they killed Dick Grayson. Nobody has the right to kill Dick Grayson like that. If you're going to kill him, it better be like, oh, it was a drag down fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you mean not, not a stone to the head? <laughs> that was worse his, than his, his Pringles crack of a neck. Yes. That, that was worse <laughs> of that. I was just about to say that. <laughs> worse than that. It's ridiculous. And, and, and I think Mike's right because that's where the blur was. I mean, I had to watch it twice because the first time I fell asleep and there was no blue slushy. There was no blue slushy. <laughs> but I'm watching and you're right. They, 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 they are definitely throwing a lot of different things. But I also felt the pacing. I mean, even though, like you said, the colors match the palette of a McNola work. If you yeah. know Mike McNola, for those who don't know, Mike McNola is famous for doing Hellboy and a lot of other Marvel and DC um, um, graphic novels and other series. But his his palette is usually is dark. His themes are darker tone, yeah. mm-hmm. but the color palette he uses is kind of darker. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I felt like that just pulled me out of it. Though the art was good, I did like the oh, art. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it was just slightly different. It wasn't as art. It wasn't as abstract as Mike Mignola right. is. Exactly. But which I do kind of miss. I really love his artwork. But right. I appreciate that. It would that would be really hard? I think. And I don't think a lot of audiences would enjoy it in motion. I think you'd have to do it like um, the way they did Gotham Knights, where you had different artists showing different editions yeah. of Batman. If you did it like that, told right. one story and had a Mike McDonald version, I think yeah. it would work. Okay. But I digress. But yeah, so I, um, between the the, the, um, the pacing and the color, I was I literally fell asleep the first time yeah. and I had to watch it again. Yeah. So I was just like, what you know, what what am I missing? And then. The, the thing that stuck with me, and I thought about you immediately, because um, when um, they started talking about in order for you to defeat the evil, you have um, Bruce Wayne has to die, mm-hmm. and um, Gotham has to be in, in flames. Uh, something told me something was going to happen to Bruce Wayne that was going to be otherworldly. Right. And I, and I was like, for once, I guessed it really on the nose. Otherworldly and ridiculously unimportant. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow they managed to bind those two well together, you know. So, like, so we now know that, you know, we've run into Talia Ghoul and she's looking for this book, which is the Testament of Ghoul, which you would think that her dad would have written more than one copy right. <laughs> at some point. She's, what, 812 years old, she says. Rachel Ghoul's over 2,000 years old, we yep. find out later on. Uh, oh, screw it. Ali is over two or 300 years old, I think he says. No, no, Ali is and his dad was. No, no, I know his dad was from then, but I thought he said he was, because he's way older than 100 or 200. He says something to um, Kylie, and I don't remember how old he said he was. No, he was talking about his dad. Was he? Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Because, I mean, because Bruce Wayne's father was born in, uh, they said, 1585. Correct. Yeah. You know, but I thought he said that he was about, I thought Ali said he was that old or whatever. But either way, so everybody is suddenly immortal. So, like, there's a pact that was made with some demon um, with uh, uh, Thomas Wayne, um, Langstrom's father. The actual Cobblepot, it seems like, is yes. still the only original one. Right. And then and Ollie's Queen. father. Henry Queen. Right. Um, so they all made a pact for immortality. And then eventually that. During an orgy. During an orgy where they killed a horse, you know, as you do. Um, <laughs> college. It's just college again, exactly. Um, and uh, in that, they eventually reflect on all the wrongs that they've done, blah, 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 blah. That, he's another. Why does Batman's dad just get a bad rap? They treat him like Professor X, like you know, like Marvel treats <laughs> Professor X. He does, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But um, so anyhow, so they paid for all their sins. So what is it that uh, Langstrom killed himself? Cobblepot went out to the, which is also makes no sense. He said that all this is happening, which didn't happen last week. It's like so all the originals were dead except for Cobblepot. He went off to the the Arctic, right? And I'm like, yeah, but Bruce Wayne was just looking for him because he just recently disappeared in the Arctic. Yes. Another thing that makes mm. no sense to the story, it's like, well, you know, why were you just suddenly looking for a man that's been there for probably a few hundred years, <laughs> you know, well, and, and was working for them because he was in their employ of the Wayne Industries. That's the thing in, in that when his father is telling him all of this, they don't actually specify when Cobblepot goes to the Antarctic. I guess not. Because it yeah. seems like he was living for quite a while. Right. And that's when he decided then to go. Right. And I guess he just felt like, ah, I'll take my employees with me. I hated them all. <laughs> no bonuses, death. <laughs> you know. uh, but yeah, so you had all that. So meanwhile, so Talia Ghul is looking for this book. Uh, they find the book at some bookstore, right. which instantly is blown into flames. No, it's it, it's yeah. a university archive. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah I mean, anyhow, all the books get burned like it's Florida. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fahrenheit 451 hasn't even been written yet. <laughs> 
Uh, and then, so now, you know, we got Batman that's that's fighting, you know, Talia and, and Rage and stuff like that. Oh, one, God. One of my favorite things had to be, and I, when I watched the sector, I actually had to rewind it because I'm like, no, it's not my imagination because they even say it in the movie. So the whole thing when the, the city is overrun with snakes and right. lizards and stuff like that. Okay. It seems like it's a mistiming or like it's just an imagination, but it isn't. Batman falls into a sewer covered in, in snakes and stuff like that because they'll, they've they've done some kind of spell that's bringing them out of the woodworks. Right. Because humanity was also somehow an offshoot of lizard people. So evidently this movie was made for QAnon people. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's covered in all these lizards, whatever. He falls into the sewer system, which at first looks like it could be the Lazarus pit because it's green and green. Yeah. But I, it was just a sewer system. Yep. So he falls into the sewer system. Right when he falls, all the snakes and lizards and all that climb right up into the gossip from the sewers and start invading the city. Yep. This... Seems like it could be over days. It isn't. Now, think about the way it was structured. He falls into the sewer. The snakes come up. While the snakes are up, there's newspapers and paper boys going, reptiles attacking Gotham. I'm like, but they just literally came there. <laughs> they just got there. And Harvey Dent's already stumping, saying he's going to rid the city of it. Then Batman climbs out of the sewer. And then if you think, okay, this was just a mistiming of the way they're showing. No, no. Harvey even says after he's made mayor. Oh, after the sudden and then instantaneous disappearance of these. I'm like, so this was literally all in two minutes. <laughs> in the time it took him to climb out of the water, all this occurred, including them printing newspaper. They bend us. <laughs> they they bend us. That's, that's we'll why, do all the story then. Two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Put it all together. That's why they say it's always good to travel at the speed of news. It's just <laughs> seriously instantaneous. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. Now you say, I'm like, wow. Yeah, that. it was just all, because I looked at it, I'm like, oh, is this supposed to be over the span of a week? I'm like, oh, no, no. This was all in the span of him climbing out of the water. <laughs> you know? Also, where he climbs out of the water is where he then has to go back to this yeah. place. Yeah, and then he also goes into some catatonic state, which made no sense at all. Oh, it just yeah. Well, I don't even to, to to relive being attacked by bats, which were evidently magical in their own thing. This is where I got lost <laughs> and I fell asleep again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, it made it seem like when he was attacked as a child, it was first the bats original uh, originally getting him used to the idea of taking the persona of right. the Batman, right? But so also telling him that, that it's it's, it's going to be necessary for later on. Yeah, you know. And that's when I sort of you feeling that thing of, of us. I'm like, wait, so they're gonna make him into a bat? They're not gonna make him into a bat, of course. They're not oh, literally, we're gonna make him into a bat. It's <laughs> it's it's uh, Lovecraft, of course. Yeah. He's gonna become a Batman. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this. I mean, and again, a lot of the storytelling, and whatnot, is very Lovecrafty, and that's fine. It's just that it's so quickly told that it's not giving you a chance to appreciate. It. But also, it's not that far off of the length of a regular length movie. It's just badly told because they try again. If they had whipped out, if they took away all of trying to introduce like Killer Croc, uh, Poison Ivy, da 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 da, and worried more about the story, this would have been a much better tale. And a shorter yeah. one too. And, and probably a lot shorter. And, and you know, it's funny. I remember um, in the beginning of the podcast many moons ago, I would always complain about DC saying, you know what? They have really quality animation movies. I just wish they would make it longer because usually they would do about an hour and 10, an hour an hour and five. This one was 86 minutes long. Yeah, about to say, it, it's almost it, 90 minutes. It felt like 125 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt really long. <laughs> because then when you get to the, to the fight between... Um, Batman and Raish, and then you know the the monster coming from the mm -hmm. from the other dimension. I was just kind of like like all right, let's just be done with it. Then Batman turns into a bat, as you do, and I'm like college. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I skipped that one, and I'm just like what? Oh, but also my favorite thing though, I just, and this was just one of those other points that again because they felt they have to throw in all these things. So this whole time we don't. Batman hasn't been in Gotham or Bruce hasn't been back to Gotham. It doesn't seem that long. It's kind of hard to tell. Right. I'll give it a week. I don't think it's been that long, but let's just say it's been a week. It doesn't matter. Wayne Manor is as normally uh, away from the city and out and above it, like okay. really above it. Remember, you know, we see. So getting there would require well, a vehicle unless you're going to take a really long walk and this whole nine yards. We always see Batman in the city going around da 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 da. We're assuming that he's driving, but he's not. Because Alfred, and the final thing, when he has to hurry up and get to where Talia and Raish are, he's like, I've got to get there fast. Well, Master Bruce, if you're going to be needing to go fast, here, you should take, take the, the car. car. And I'm like, that glaring thing, I went, so wait, he's been walking <laughs> the entire movie? He's just been walking from place to place? Because you never see him in a vehicle. And I'm like, so he hasn't been taking the Batmobile, which they show... And then is of no importance because he's done. Does, do they even show him driving, or is he just I suddenly? I think he's just suddenly there, isn't he? Yeah, he's just suddenly there. But they there's they do show him driving a sort of like uh, old green. Oh, I guess 
old timey green car. Okay. That almost looks like a, a military vehicle. Uh, that wasn't the Batmobile though. That, that wasn't was a nice the sleek little racer. Because that's when like he that. was he was driving with with Kylie after I think they were going to Oliver's house. Oh right, right. that's because that was just a normal visit. That's yeah. him doing normal stuff. No, but he yeah. was dressed as Batman. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's right. I did forget about that. There's a lot to forget. Yes, there's a, there's, <laughs> there's a lot. I think Kylie, though, when she walks in on Oliver and his, like, paladin armor guys, and she's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, in her mind, she's just like, oh, this is one of those rich people thing. I Now I'm understanding why this billionaire has taken in a 10-year-old girl. <laughs> this, is, this is one of these clubs, isn't it? <laughs> I think I know what's next. Exit, exiting stage left. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then at the end, they, they they do the whole thing of, you know, now, um, I think Lucius Fox was, was talking to the city mm-hmm. about, you know, like, you know, well, um, we're, 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 we have these statues in honor of Ollie Queen and, you know, and Harvey Dent. And Harvey, Harvey Dent, Dent, and, you know, and, and talking about, you know, when, uh, what was the speech at the end where he says, you know, when we need him, he'll he'll be there. Right, and you see, and it goes into the caves, which well, shows the bat. And I'm like, that was Kylie's uh, speech. Yes, and then it was uh, the bell tower. The bell tower. Yeah, there's a bell tower in Gotham yeah. that evidently there's a giant bat. You, you can see there. how off I was. Yeah. That's how much I didn't want right. to pay attention. Well, well, getting back to that and leading into the, uh, the the whole fight. So what really gets me? So he's he's fighting Rachel Ghoul, which he stabs and then slices off his entire half of a body. Basically. His left side. Yeah. Um, and, and by this point, um, Yak Sotha has been called upon and is according to Rosh, uh, Rashi anyhow is like kind of, it's in his body now, whatever, even though it's not, um, and his body grows tentacles and he starts attacking Batman. He turns into this, um, Cthulhu looking creature. Mini Cthulhu. Right. Exactly. There you go. Um, uh, and starts fighting Batman and in that fight, that's when Batman turns into a bat because he, I guess he just allows himself to die. I guess that's what he, he does. Co- he communes with the bats. Right. But the thing becomes that he had one to die them. in order to become, so I'm like, so I guess he just allowed himself to die because that's what the, the prophecies that had to happen. Actually. Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. This is your I, fault, Mike. I never feel welcome. <laughs> so if you remember closely, he was being strangled, right? Mm-hmm. You know what that was? Mm-mm. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Wait, wait. He wasn't doing it himself. Okay. So, aha. So it wasn't auto, but it was erotic asphyxiation. Uh, yeah, yeah. But what was it? What was it again? He was choking himself. What was it? Yes. Yeah. What the bald guy said. <laughs> <laughs> so having College. an experience, such a profound experience there, mm-hmm. right? He, he, he felt so much pleasure. It allowed him to commune with the bats and become one of them because, as we all know, bats enjoy life. Oh, yes, right? yes, that bat, bats are the symbol of of joy of life. At, at every wedding I've been to, they release a bat exactly <laughs> right as the bride and group come out all the time, <laughs> and they catch all the mosquitoes and they make us all you know healthier because yeah. there's no mosquito-borne illnesses flying in the air. I have no right? words for you right yeah. now. <laughs> so, this has been Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. I. I'm blaming you on this one. Mike. I, I that no was one hell of an explanation. <laughs> as, as you're saying it, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> one hell of an explanation. It actually made more sense now. <laughs> it yeah. made something. It was hell. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know, so you have this fight. He becomes um, a bat. Man. And yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he does. He becomes a bat man. Um, uh, fights the, the mini Cthulhu. Barely does that. And then once the actual Yaxoda comes through, he sees this vial which contains the spirit of Etrigan. He smashes it. Oh, that's and right. then Etrigan just is like, "Okay, here's the battle we wanted. I'm going to beat you, boom." And yeah. I'm like, "Wait, so, so not only did Bruce Wayne bring all the problems, but this could have been solved by just going like, Etrigan, there's the demon. Yeah, fight him. You you're evidently able to beat him. Yep. And you're just and Etrigan is only a minor demon, like like in the pantheon of things. I'm like, right. I don't. Okay, so this is the way this movie goes. Okay. You know, so now, you know, and then we, we get to the, the funeral service where everyone thinks Bruce is dead, but he's really now just a giant bat hanging out in a belfry in the middle of the city. Somebody's going to figure that out eventually, you would think. Um, but one thing that I, I, I before that, though, um, like I said, when Bruce is going away, he knows he's he knows he's going to die. And that's when we get introduced to the car. But he says to Kylie, he's like, you know, that's when he's just like, well, you know, um, there's two kinds of people. The people that when their building's on fire, once they're safe from it, they call for help and da da da, da and the others run right into the building. And, and this is right after she just said, 
oh, we should leave the city because it's getting dangerous. Mm-hmm. So then he goes, that's when he tells his story. And he's like, I knew right away that what kind of person you were. I'm like, she's the person that evidently leaves the building. And then calls her <laughs> she, she, just, she just said, let's go, you know? And he's like, I, you've got to be there to protect Gotham. I'm like, she's 10 <laughs> with no training skills. You Are you insane? And also what I really love was um they did a little, uh, to give us a little texture, a feel of, of quote unquote reality. When we first meet Lucius Fox, he's been running... Um, Wayne Industries. I mean, like right. flat out running it, you know. Um, but of course, he has to tell the board of directors. For those that don't know, Lucius Fox is black and has been black in the comics. What? Um, yes. And uh, <laughs> it's not just a movie thing. Just wanted to make that clear. What? But uh, uh, he's been running the board, and this is in 1920. So obviously, everyone's like, yeah. So he says, like, oh yeah, you know, they they don't like taking orders from me unless I say that they're from you. Well, who's in charge now? Because he's dead. <laughs> yeah. So that's him and. From what the way Kylie's talking, he left her way. And so I'm like, so if they did not like taking orders from a black man, they are not going to at all enjoy taking orders from a ten year old girl. Well, <laughs> I guess in in uh, I'm putting my mind in in the 1920s racist white man's point of view. Right, they rather take orders from a black man than an Asian woman. But she's not even a woman; she's a ten year old Asian girl. That's, that's true. <laughs> So, you know, there's just so much going on. And I'm like, I, I don't understand this movie at all. <laughs> now, quite, did you guys ever read the book? Unfortunately, no. Oddly enough, you would think that this is such a mess. It would discourage me. I actually do want to read the series. It's only three issues. So how how bad could it be? And also, I, you know, I mean, I don't, he didn't write it. So it's not like I say I trust Mike Minolda's writing, but I love his, his artwork. So it would just be a pleasure to, to read it. But I, but I'm, I'm amazing. I mean, I'm imagining, excuse me, that it's probably going to be better than the animated, I would think. One good hope. I hope. <laughs> you know. One good hope. We shall find out. On the next episode of Meanwhile 22 Pages oh. Later, we will let you know. For for all of those people out there that are like me, that are, are horror movie fans, though, I actually just had to chuckle um, because uh, uh, Jeffrey Coombs, like I said, is he's, he's doing uh, some of the voices, and he was Kirk Langstrom, but he was also... The doctor, remember when uh, Harvey Dent first goes to the doctor? Yes. Well, yeah. the only time he goes to the doctor um, for it's diagnosis. And uh, he's the doctor, they show the doctor's name. Now, for all of us oh. out there, it, it's Dr. Um, Herbert West. Yes. Dr. Herbert West is the name of the uh, the doctor from the, um, the reanimator, oh. from the reanimator movies, oh. which all the reanimator movies are from the short story from H.P. Lovecraft called Herbert West Reanimator. So uh, that I was wondering I just why got, that name was so familiar. I, yeah, yeah, so I was got a chuckle out of that because not only did they bring in an actual Lovecraft character, but then they actually had Jeffrey Coombs, who's famously does that particular character. So I was just like, oh, I know this. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like the only cool part about it. That was the only cool part. <laughs> I, I, I'll say this: I didn't mind Batman's voice, though. No, no, no. Yeah, the, I mean, the guy from Grimm did a good job. That's right. That's that's yeah. from Grimm. Yeah. Um, and, and especially with um, um, Kevin Conroy's passing, I guess now I'm always listening now more intently to Batman to see if there's anybody that can kind of, you know, take on a, a bigger role of Batman and be okay. And I'm like, wow, this, this guy wasn't bad. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, see, I wouldn't want anybody to try to recreate. No, no, no. I don't no, think not anyone ever no, tries no. to. I don't think they ever try I think it's just, you know, I don't think they can. How do you do a dichotomy in a different kind of a way? You know, how, how are you able to make Bruce Wayne sound the same as Batman, but different from Batman simultaneously, which is... Some people go, and some people don't. I'm talking to you, Bale. Where is the trigger? Anything else we want to add before we go to ratings and um, renaming? Oh, Be scared of me. What about how they just did Barbara Gordon dirty? Oh, oh, oh the, uh, the Oracle. <laughs> yeah, like she was an Oracle, but she, she's evidently she's got like a tube in her neck. She talks to a, a, mic, a, a speaker, a mic, like a speakerphone type thing or a megaphone type thing, but like she's in a wheelchair. So I'm like, oh, by the way, I did have to give kudos on two things. There was no Joker and there was no Catwoman. Yes. Oddly. Okay. Odd. I don't understand why they refused to do those two, but blessedly, thank you. I didn't get at least every character. But anyhow, so, but, but she's in a wheelchair, so you're like, so did she met the Joker at some point? But, um, mm-hmm. but anyhow, but yeah, she was suddenly possessed of, she could see spirits and she was a medium. And I'm like, and I, I'll just assume because everybody in this movie dies, like everybody died. Um, except for Kylie and Alfred, basically. Um, and Fox. And Fox, yeah. But uh, of, our, of our more major characters. But um, I'll just assume for the sake of just them not being mean that she just passed out after communing with the spirit with, with Bruce and his father and didn't die doing that because she was off, her head's off to the side and limp. And I'm like, 
did he kill her too? You really are a doom that came to Gotham. <laughs> no, I look like she was asleep. I'm sure she was. I'm hoping, you know, even though she's in Arkham. With, she's in, so she's institutionalized, which we don't know why. With phone uh, privileges. Yeah, with nothing but phone privileges. <laughs> she was phoning three and four times a day, and I'm like, did she just have free reign of the place? And, and apparently she has uh, visitors galore, because uh, yeah. she's famous and popular in cult magazines. Right? Yeah, which I'm like, well, she's evidently not insane. Why is she in this asylum? <laughs> you know, the, Yet another reason, like, so that they had to bring an Arkham Asylum somehow, and I guess they were like, yeah, just put her in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Renaming the movie, Ralph. Batman is the doom in Gotham. I, <laughs> I have something um, pretty similar. Nosy ass Batman getting all of Gotham killed. <laughs> Mike? Well, I had to, to, to reference at least somebody dying. So I call it Batman, kiss your dick goodbye. No! <laughs> dick! Damn. Oh my God. All right, all right. Why? Let's do it. Ratings. For Batman, the doom that came to the Gotham. Ralph? I give the doom that gave to Gotham. That gave to Gotham? The came. The came. The doom that came to Gotham to, is that Poison Ivy's? Out of 10. Wow, you really disliked it. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I can't remember the last time Ralph had a two. I know. It, I don't think ever. It, it was just that, like, the only really good thing was the artwork and some, you know, uh, Lovecraftian Easter eggs. But other than that, like... Yeah. I hear you. All right. I really hope the comic book is yeah. good. So do I. Well, I'm going to give um, Batman the Doom that came to Gotham for they're actually transforming him into a bat out of 10. I was just like, I mean, the, the, already at that point, I was already bored trying to hang in there. I was done. Yeah. I was done. Mike. Um, yeah. I mean, it's for the same reasons uh, that the same positive points that Ralph just gave for his review. I actually gave it a high review for the same reason for the artwork and some of the Lovecraftian. Uh, uh, references that it does, but I give it a uh, four and a half. Unhappy penguins forced to look at Cobblepot's shriveled and frozen bait and tackle out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> bait and tackle. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I mean that that, that that image of him just walking over the edge with his square ass. <laughs> like, oh god. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Batman, the doom that came to Gotham. Maybe it'll be the doom that comes to your living room, but I'm trying to tell you no. But guys, don't go anywhere. Rocket review. That's next. Hi, I'm MFG, and this is my two-minute rocket review of the Universal Pictures film, Cocaine Bear. 2023 might have started off as the year of the rabbit, but it quickly became the year of Cokie the Bear. Pitch Perfect alum Elizabeth Banks took the director's seat hostage to helm a movie that keeps the humor trickling, even as it keeps the blood gushing. Based on the actual 1985 Tennessee incident in which an American black bear fatally overdosed on a drop shipment of cocaine, Banks chewed out the boring details and replaced them with kilos of nose candy and a truckload of eye candy. This ain't your mama's Yogi the Bear on a toot. This is your older brother's Judge Dredd speedballing in a bear costume. The film follows the carnage of a big black bear that has gained a discerning palate for packages of cocaine littering the Chattahoochee Oconee National Forest that fell from a drug dealer's crashed plane. Working mom Carrie Russell must find her middle schooler daughter who skipped classes with a friend to explore the forest before they get gnawed and clawed by the crazed beast. Also in the woods are a horny park ranger and her wildlife activist love interest, two bumbling henchmen looking for the lost drugs, a detective tracking a drug kingpin, a teen gang of skateboarding thugs robbing tourists, and a couple of paramedics that will wish they didn't answer the call. If you are not a fan of blood and gore, bring your safety blanket to hide under because this film does not skimp on mangled bloodshed. Cocaine Bear knows what it is and leans heavily into its deranged concept. If you ever wanted to see a bear with a monkey on its back, look no further. For consistently saying yes and to each delightful absurdity, I give Cocaine Bear a grisly snorting 9 out of 10. I'm MFG, and that's my two-minute rocket review. But don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. Now with the real Batman. Oh, wow. <laughs> what, why did that sound like that's Catman Crothers? He sounded like um, Wolfgang. Wolf, oh. oh, um, He's a DJ. He was yeah, in yeah, the, the 70s. Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack. Hey, oh. I'm coming on that Wolfman Jack. Come on, on at you now. It's Wolfman Jack coming out here.
Yeah, that was really wow. Those, those both really good. Wow, howling at the wolf pack right now. But oh, anybody, yeah. but anybody um, born after maybe eighty five wouldn't even know who the hell we're talking no. about. No Not idea. Either. Right. <laughs> All right, everybody. They wouldn't have known Scatman credits even, even less. No, but then it was a trap. Well, okay, fine. fine. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm a Scatman. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not that, not that guy? No, he was the one that did the voice of Hong Kong Fui. That would be where you know him from. At, or Hong no, Kong Fui. Jazz from guy. Transformers. He was, he was the voice of Jazz. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's very, very famous for that. I know the voice of Hong Kong Fui. Oh, good. All right, here we go. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. We make it under a minute every so often. Not today. I think we are. I'm just. Are, are you just already like saying, "Well, I'm going to screw you now"? No, I'm not. I just. Okay, yeah. Screw you now, screw you later. You're still screwed. Wow. Wow, that's kind of definitive. Yes, it is. All right, ready, set, go. What was Dick Grayson's first words when he met with Batman after becoming Nightwing? Wrong answers only. Mike, I'm a big dick now, and if you rub me wrong, I'll be all over your face. I know you want. <laughs> oh, Ralph, fuck your shadow. Wow. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Guard, the Guardians of the Galaxy are coming to an end with their last movie. What other superhero movie franchise needs to die this year? Ralph, none. We should actually bring more into the cinema. So Shazam too. Okay, that's what I thought. Mike. Damn it. Shazam and everything related to it. Wow. <laughs> that's already dying already, don't you think? Not yet. All right. Not official. A name a comic book hero that we, that you would easily star as if Hollywood made it into a movie. Ralph. You know what I'm going to say, right? Not Plastic Man. Squirrel Girl. Lobo, baby. Really? Lobo? Oh, gosh. I would have gone with Squirrel Girl. <laughs> Mike, you only you, Squirrel Girl now. Only you can pull that off. <laughs> I'm going to go with Dazzler, but because I'm black, be Dazzler. Ah, yes. <laughs> Ah, well, we just, made it. We just made it. there. <laughs> that hurts every time. Watching him press that button looks like he has arthritis, like <laughs> the pain it puts him through. It hurts. It, it really hurts. Oh, that was great. Be dazzler. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So let's go into the shout outs. Who are your shout outs, gentlemen? Um, I would like to shout out. Hmm, who would I like to shout out? It's a good question. It's only an hour podcast. I mean, you know. Your Lord Cthulhu. Yes. My Lord and Savior Cthulhu. Yes. Thank you for allowing this world to continue spinning and for you not devouring it yet. Every day I wake up. Thank you. Wow. Okay. With Easter around the corner, now I know I had it all wrong. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Easter. Uh, yeah, that's not that when uh, Christ came back after three days to listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then try to say, get those three. Sick the bunnies on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. See? Three days later, he came back as a zombie. Uh, <laughs> now I'd like to thank. Uh, oh, who do I want to thank? I definitely want to thank. Mike Mignola, because I really love your artwork, dude. Yes. You know, I had to put it out there because I really do like his artwork. Um, Who I do not want to thank, there are the people that wrote for the Batman that came, the Doom that came. Wow. But uh, (laughs) that's neither. No, but uh, no, thank everybody else out there. Um, Those listeners, I want to hear from you guys. Write to us. I think there's a Twitter thing. I don't involve myself with it. That's beneath me. Our tech does all that crap. What do you do? Don't we have Twitter? Twitter's dead, man, ever since Elon took that shit over. Wow. What do we have then? We have Instagram? We have the gram. Okay. That you do not have. Nope. Don't have it. That he never uses. But people can tell me that you wrote. (laughs) You know. So write in, please. I do really want to hear from you guys. And I know, I know, with all my modesty, I am the fan favorite. So, you know, let's just put it out there. It is true. You are the fan favorite. I actually took a poll. And uh, And where did you shove it? (laughs) You don't want to know. Because I felt a little uncomfortable. (laughs) Wow. 10% said, uh, Ralph who? Uh, 20% said, uh, the cap of what? And then uh, 80% said, Mike? Oh, yeah. I love Mike. Isn't that like 100 and something percent? It is. Wow. I, I would have imagined that the first 100% would have been like, a podcast about what? <laughs> you, you, you know how Ralph is with his math. Oof. You know how we all are with our math. Not me. Uh, yeah. Don't put me in that. <laughs> I'm sorry. If our weakness is math, Mike's weakness is directions. <laughs> oh, God. You fall in that boat, too. Um, Kick rocks. I, I'm actually pretty good. There's a difference between pretty good and good. <laughs> Better than you. <laughs> I, I don't lie about it, man. All I remember is that 
One year at Comic-Con, had I not turned the map around, I you guys would have been lost. <laughs> yes, but that was we were one Narnia suddenly. <laughs> we're like talking to this talking goat. I'm like, do you know where the Comic-Con booth 2300 is? Ralph, shut up before I get some midget clowns to come out of you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> He's all sort of, oh, God. Yeah, I just love my sense of direction. People were like, turn right. I'm like, wait, I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> my right or your right? I, I have Which no idea where right? I'm going. I'm, I'm already lost. Oh, my God. All right. Go left. Well, I'll, I'll give a couple of shout outs but especially a shout out to um south carolina who's been really um just dealing with some stuff and wanted to kind of you know give her a shout out because i told her hey you know listen to the show it'll you know lift your spirit so hopefully she's doing better. listen to the show don't watch the movie that we review <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's oh, the only way your spirits are staying up <laughs> yeah but you know she's a hardcore dc fan oh, so you know well this this will prove you wrong <laughs> if you want to ward the spirits away have them watch this movie. They will definitely not come back to this planet. Definitely. And somebody who won't watch this movie is shout out to Emma's from Marvel, who refuses to watch anything DC. Really? Well, she's- I mean, her name is Emma's from Marvel. It's seriously like all she believes is Marvel Marvel um, movies. That's it. Well, she's really? not missing wow. out. She's not missing out. Not on this one. Oh, okay, not on this yeah, one. Yeah, okay, but I mean, that means that she's going out of her way to watch Thor two, oh. Dark World. Oh. oh. That was a, that was a thing. I thought that was a fever dream I had. It was a thing, all right. <laughs> um, a sh- shout out, of course, to um, Big Daddy Kev. Um, his, his son's come becoming one, and Kev has no grays yet. Grayson, <laughs> man. So Grayson, that's in the name, right? He should be getting some grays really soon. <laughs> and of course, shout out to Lady J. Hope everything is is good, and hope you enjoying this podcast, sweetie. Because Lord knows that this was definitely a lot more um, eventful than I thought. Even though the movie, I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna get through this hour." <laughs> Easy. Uh, Lady J just wants you to know that if your man keeps cooking the way he does, we're gonna have to put him to work. You're not gonna be seeing much of him. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that, that's a that's a statement to put on, on wax. Damn, bro. <laughs> but I I do like that you put that out now so that when he mysteriously disappears, no one's really questioning anything. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. I'm just laying the bricks. There you go. <laughs> laying bricks? That's a basketball term and that's also a pooping term. What's well, the foundation of my excuse? Oh goodness. Get okay. it? Yeah, I, I got it, I got it. But I'm saying that we gotta break everything. Oh down please, 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 please. All right. <laughs> um and shout out to everybody else who's listening. Thank you very much for listening and for supporting and um hopefully we'll be back for the next one. And Why wouldn't we be back? Oh, them, not us. Oh I'm like, what's happening? Am I getting fired? No. I knew it. I knew it would be me. Well, be me. first of all, we have not denied that <laughs> <laughs> ever, and I keep sending you a mail that says, "Please don't come back. You're fired." Oh my gosh! <laughs> Honestly, I, I thought that you were telling me that my house was on fire, and since I didn't see it on fire, I said, "You know, I'll just." Ah, uh, your meal. Okay. Oh, do we have anything else before you close out shop? I uh, don't. No. There's what? a store. Okay, enough. <laughs> so for Mike, also known as MFG and RT Squared Ralph the Tech, this is the cap saying keep it geeky. And that's it. <laughs>